Hey gang, Jared Morgan here on the Slow Smoke Business Podcast. Excited to be here uh, and having a little bit of a different episode. It's going to be a little more serious. It's just going to be uh, only me on this episode. And I want to talk about finding what drives you and what motivates you. Uh, but first, as with every episode on this show, we're going to be grilling something. If you're following along on YouTube or Facebook or watching on Spotify, you see some beautifully seasoned bone-in chicken breasts. Um, and these are one of my favorite things to do. So we're going to get these on the grill because I'm not sure at this point I know how to talk about business without smelling barbecue grilling <laughs> in the background. Now, these are the rib portions. Uh, so they have the rib bone along with the chicken breast. And this allows me to tell myself that I'm eating somewhat healthy if I'm putting white meat chicken on the grill, which is, you know, that's what we'll go with. And I'm actually going to do one of my favorite things to do. My dad always did this too, which is we put sauce on the chicken when you put it on the grill and you allow that sauce to kind of thicken and caramelize on the chicken. Uh, or whatever it is. He always did that on ribs, too, which the sticky rib thing was really his deal. And uh, it kind of allows the sugars to burn and caramelize, and you get, like, this nice, sweet, sticky goodness all over the chicken if you're watching there. If you don't watch these episodes uh, and you're just listening, this is probably the worst part of the episode because you're trying to envision what I'm doing here. I'm smearing it on the chicken with a spoon. We kind of poured some sauce on the top and we're just going to let that kind of caramelize and thicken up and that'll make a nice, uh, a nice sort of topping there. So the reason I wanted to talk about what motivates you is, you know, I've, I've alluded to this in a lot of my social media chats and I've talked about this before with guests, but I really feel like if you don't have you know, why you're doing this, what your because statement is, which is something I, I always say, right, is, you know, you're motivated by your because more than anything. And we can talk about why that is in just a moment. Put one of these probes in here. Now, this will monitor the temperature. Now, you know, for those of you that don't know my story, I, I grew up in a town just outside of Pensacola called Cantonment, Florida, and a very small area, um, kind of proudly blue collar, and, and that was sort of our background. And I didn't really grow up around a lot of people that had done anything um, entrepreneurial outside of, you know, maybe starting a lawn business or, you know, an auto shop. And those are 100% entrepreneurial exercises. Like I, I, I sort of reject the notion that in order to be a modern entrepreneur, you had to be a Mark Zuckerberg type. Um, that's not true. Entrepreneurship takes many forms, but you know, I didn't have a lot of experience with, um, or exposure to people that had ever built something really, really big that kind of, you know, was more than what was just used in your town, except for one guy, uh, that I worked for at the Escambia County Sheriff's office. Um, who was in the IT department and he built some software. His name was Shane and Shane built some software that he eventually spun out into its own company and um, it was called Smart Cop and it's still around now and the software is what is used in police cars and uh, for all sorts of emergency medical and any, any type of that kind of a process could be done thanks to his software. And he's one of the first of his kind to do that. And 
I wasn't – I mean, I, I knew Shane and I worked in his division, but I, I rarely was ever around him or got to talk to him. But I did get to watch from afar, and one of the things I learned was this guy built something great because he was close to the problem. And I don't know that I really internalized that a lot at the time, but later in my career, that would be a lesson that I learned – you know, myself, which was, I tried a lot of entrepreneurial things when I decided I wanted to, you know, try to build a business, but it wasn't until I was really focused on solving a problem and a problem that I was close to and had the ability to solve. Um, did I ever really get any traction? Right. Um, but you know, why I ever decided to be an entrepreneur or, or to start a business, it was kind of happenstance. I mean, you know, I was trying, I was in the home building industry right before the great recession. And I was, I was a construction superintendent and frankly, not, not a super great one. Um, and I was trying to just sort of find my way, but I felt like I had this desire to do something, you know, big. And, uh, and I didn't know why. And I was almost embarrassed when I would try to tell somebody that I felt like I was supposed to do something that was different than just plugging into a nine to five job. And even saying that now, it sounds a little arrogant, right? But I don't know. I just felt this calling in my life that I was supposed to do something um, that was not normal. And there was a purpose for that, that I didn't really understand. And, uh, you know, when I was a construction superintendent, I had a long string of bad luck where I wasn't making a lot of money. Um, the company that I was working for was uh, starting to struggle. All companies in that space were starting to struggle. And um, I worked with some guys that um, were just real jerks <laughs> and, and just big redneck jerks and would chastise me uh, if I tried to use a tech tool or something. Put that computer away, boy. You get you some paper out, you know. And that was a tough thing for me. And so eventually everything's going wrong. I'm not, I'm, I'm not making any money. I'm broke. I'm, I'm just not, I don't, I know I'm not where I'm supposed to be. And so, and I don't, I haven't really told this story publicly before, but you know, one day I'm in my job site and it's just the worst. Um, like it's just the worst. There's nothing going on. And the boss I had at the time, I asked him, I said, you know, what am I supposed to do if you're not selling any houses? I only get paid if I build houses. You're not selling houses. What, you know, what can I do? And he said, uh, well, if I were you, I'd get out and start picking up cigarette butts in the neighborhood. And maybe that'll help us sell some houses. And I thought, this is broken, right? I mean, that's what someone tells you when they just tell you basically to screw off. They don't know what to do. And so uh, in my frustration... I drove to a church and uh, this is in the middle of the week, in the middle of the day. And I sit in the back of a church and I just started praying and talking to God and um, asking why I was where I was and what was all this for. And, you know, starting to come to the realization that doors were closing on purpose and I was having to come to terms with that. I'd seen so many other people do the things that I was doing and had great success and were happy and all these things and just couldn't figure out why that wasn't working for me. 
And then I kind of thought about, you know, my dream or, you know, whatever had always been in the back of my head since I was a little kid. Like, hey, you're supposed to do something different. You're supposed to do something big. You're supposed to do something, right? And so I, I said this prayer out loud. And I said, you know, God, if, if, that's, if you put that thought there, then if you will guide me on that path and if you will make me successful doing something, um, I'll be one of the ones you can count on. And that's a dangerous prayer to pray because um, I got up from that where I was sitting and I started to walk back out to my truck and I walk up to the door and I reach for the handle and I froze and I had this weird feeling come over me and I said out loud I'm gonna go quit my job right now with no plan and so I did I opened up the door I didn't call and tell anybody I didn't I drove straight to my boss's office and I quit and if you know anything about me that's not that's not my style like I'm a, I'm a much more thoughtful kind of think you think out your moves and stuff kind of guy and so that was crazy and that put me on a path to uh where I started some some kind of bs little things I was trying to figure out what it meant to be an entrepreneur or maybe I build websites for people man maybe I'll maybe I'll go work with this guy that's trying to build an insurance company and I'll be that kind of an entrepreneur maybe I and I'm just feeling my way around and eventually I get a day job I need a day job. So I, I kind of carpet bomb the world with my resume to get a day job while I'm doing it. And I landed, luckily, at a tiny little online school in Hoover, Alabama called Andrew Jackson University that was super entrepreneurial and trying things. And it was through that process that I uh, ran into the problem that Proctor U, the company that I would start and the process that I would build, um, it would solve those problems that they were having. And it was the first time that I was ever close to something where I actually had a uh, an ab- ability to, to solve a problem. Like I had the desire to do it. I had the proximity to the problem where I could actually get close and experiment and figure out how to solve it. Um, and so I kind of went for it. And I was lucky that there weren't a lot. <laughs> this was the recession. So there weren't a lot of job options out there. And, of course, the school I was working for was struggling mightily because it was a little startup of its own. And, um, there just weren't a lot of options. And there were times I remember I actually printed out a, uh, a job application to go be the social media manager for Jason's deli, (laughs) which shout out to Jason's deli, delicious place, fresh food, love it. And I got talked out of it. And I'm really glad I didn't do that because I was really frustrated and I was about to give up. And the reason that I didn't do that was, again, like I had this feeling that I was this, this I was supposed to do something great. And there's nothing wrong with getting jobs like that. Like there's there's nothing wrong with that. But I just knew that wasn't right for me. And I bet there's a lot of people out there. I bet you guys are probably if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have a thought in your head, too. Like, yeah, I'm supposed to go do this or wouldn't it be great if I could have tried that? I mean, man, maybe you need to go for it. You know, I mean, maybe you need to try it. And if you don't, um, what are you trading for that? Safety? Security? I mean, I had gone through 
those paths early in my career where I was getting jobs that everybody else was getting that just wasn't working for me. And I think the security and safety of a nine to five job is an illusion. I think if you're probably listening to this podcast, you probably already believe that it's an illusion. Something happens, something, something, the company goes into, you know, down hard times, downsizing happens, something happens to you. And you got to kind of look out for yourself. You got to be making sure that you're doing the things that you're supposed to be doing. But what motivated me was trying to be doing something so that I was in a position to help others and, and to be, I don't know, a good person, right? When a good person that had the means to help other people and that kind of earnest desire and the, and the desire for me to, you know, flip my family tree. And what I mean by that is like every, you know, every well-off family that has, you know, security and, and financial ability and the ability to help others and take care of their kids and all these good things. Every one of those, if you follow their family tree, almost surely there was poverty in that line somewhere. And, and poverty begets poverty, begets poverty, beget. I mean, it just, it's, it's a perpetual cycle. That's why you people talk about, you know, hear people talking about um, privilege and things like that. I mean, that's, kind of along those lines, right? You, you sort of, if you're born into a better situation, you've got easier access to success and security and safety than say others do. But it also works in the, in the, in the opposite, right? If you're born into a bad situation, you're very likely to end up in a bad situation in yourself. And so I, I've, I just decided that I was going to be the one, because if you look at every one of those lines of people it's, it's poverty, 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 and then there's the one, right? That one person that comes in and changes it, and everything after that is different. Each generation after that is different, and that's, that's what motivated me, too, was wanting to sort of change the trajectory of where my family was going to be heading and my kids, and we were hard workers and really hard workers in the Morgan family, but we... Um, you know, we just, we hadn't had a lot of breaks for a long time and we worked and we worked and we, and we just made our own luck as best we could. But this situation with building a company was like my thing to really change the game for us. And it did. And so, you know, I find myself in my forties now in a much different situation in a much different financial position in a much different position of influence and connectivity to different people. And I think sometimes, you know, okay, well, I said I was going to be one of the good ones. Well, what does that mean? And I've learned that you're supposed to be ready, but you don't always have to seek it out because sometimes seeking it out sends you down a rabbit hole that's, that's not really where you're supposed to be. So one of the craziest things that happened to me. If you follow my social media, you know, I'm involved with an organization called hope for autumn, which is a pediatric cancer charity here in Birmingham. And that only happened because, um, I found myself in a situation where I was able to make a donation, uh, to an organization. And, um, I don't know, man, that, that organization got put on my heart, even though I really didn't have any connection to that, that issue or that 
organization other than they throw a crawfish boil every year and I wanted to go. And so I call them up and uh, say, Hey, I'd like to, I'd like to make a donation. And they were super pumped. And then they said, well, would you love to get involved in the organization? We'd love to have you. And that sure. And one thing leads to another. And, uh, and they asked me to step in and be the, the board president and help kind of lead that organization. And I, I chuckle every time I say that story because, you know, I had all these moments where I put so much pressure on myself to say like, okay, I want to do this hard work, but it better be for a good thing or, or it's all shallow. And I'd be looking for the thing I need to do. And the truth is there's, you know, there's a higher power and there's a, there's a plan. There's a, you know, God's going to call your number and ask you to do something and you need to be in a position to do something about it. You need to be able to answer that call. And it's not always, oh, you got to be some big, you know, powerful, whatever. Like, no, nah, there's a plan for everybody to chip in. You just got to be ready. And so all that to say, you know, if you're thinking about where you want to take your life, how you want to improve your life, how you want to improve your career, your personal life, your career, your spiritual life, all those things are connected. And you've heard me talk about the living ledger. You write out your plan for your life and your personal, professional, and spiritual life. And I believe that. Those things are supposed to be in balance. They run out of balance sometimes, but you got to intentionally bring them back into balance. But if you are trying to do something great, or if you're trying to improve your life, which is something great, that's great to you, then uh, you need to figure out what motivates you. And if you can't really figure that out, then listen for the word because. When you say the word because, what follows that word is what you're giving power to. So if I say, man, I didn't go to work out today because I'm giving power to whatever I just say next. Man, you know, Man, I had to <laughs> I had to close that deal because and you make a car payment or whatever. I'm giving power to that thing. That word because is powerful because what comes after it either is the reason that you persevered or the reason that you checked out. Right? My because is my family. My because is, you know, my faith and the fact that I feel called to help people and do things for people and and build and create more so that others can be taken care of, you know, be strong for those that can't be strong for themselves. And I bet you probably, if you're thinking about it, know what your because is. And so this is a special little episode. I wanted to kind of run through my story a little bit, but then also challenge you. You know, figure out what motivates you and figure out what you're supposed to do. And even if you haven't got it all the way figured out, figure out what your next step is. That's the most important thing. Figure out your next step. Now, let's check on this chicken one last time. It's a little odd that I don't have somebody here needling me about what I'm cooking. Oh, that actually turned out pretty good. You see that in the overhead cam? My producer, Alex, is here. Alex, what do you think? Pretty good? I'm properly jealous of your tea tonight. <laughs> there we go very nice well guys thank you for going down this uh, rabbit hole with me and listen to this story 
we've got some exciting new things planned for Slow Smoke Business coming in Season 3. We're trending towards the end of Season 2. We're going to be at the Badass Business Summit as well. You'll have a couple of shows coming out of there, a lot of social media content, so make sure you follow us on social media. And if you got something valuable out of this episode, would you share it with somebody? We're trying to get the word out about the show and build our community, build our team, and we'll see you next time on the Slow Smoke Business Show. <laughs> <laughs>